Hi, I'm Shruti. And I'm Julie. And this is a podcast of convenience. It is. We said we weren't going to do episode two right after... Not episode two. What is this, nine? Nine. We said we wouldn't do nine after eight, but then Julie decided that we can. So we are fully doing this right after talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. So we're still wound the fuck up, in case you haven't listened to episode eight. We lost our damn minds, and now we're back to continue losing our damn minds. We don't know what that's going to sound like, because it was, again, a bit of a fever dream talking about that piece of fine literature. <laughs> <laughs> and then to move into a book that's, like, I feel like universally fairly fairly loved by the audience that reads it. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I don't know that I'm going to shit on it, though. Oh, no, no, no. I don't necessarily intend to. Yeah, yeah, Okay, great. But again, we're critiquing it as a romance novel. Like, we should probably intro the book. The book is A Court of... Sorry, it's the Fifty Shades effect. My brain is mush. <laughs> this book is A Court of Throne... Nope. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. A Court of Thorns. A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. I Thank assume that is you. how her name is said. I'm probably wrong. Mace? My God. Moss? I'm not sure. I feel like people call it Moss on the internet. Okay. Then that's what I'm going to say. And correct me if I'm wrong. And this is the first book in a series of books about fairies, fairies falling in love with each other. And fucking. Fucking. Oh, oh they fucking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they fuck. I mean, okay. So, Julie, I specifically only read the first one in the series because I knew one very big spoiler from the series and i was trying not to ruin it my review of the first book by jumping ahead and reading too much but okay, i did so know one big spoiler we're gonna talk about the first book only however there will and of course there are always spoilers for every book we talk about however we might also inadvertently sort of spoil some of the other ones because i am desperate to know what your what the spoiler that you know is because i have now read three of them Julie! I know, I couldn't stop, I'm sorry. Okay, so since we've done, like, no intro and, like, fun friend chatter in this, I'm about to out Julie's bad behavior. (laughs) The things that make you a really, really bad friend. (laughs) Let's start. I love this. Okay. This is gonna be, like, reverse therapy for me. This might be the ADHD, so now I realize maybe I can't shame you about it. But you know what? I've known you with and without all these things. You, when we agree as a friend group, and we always do this, we're always like, there's four of us, sometimes more, in the group, and we're always like, okay, Christmas gifts, don't open them until Christmas, and then we'll do like a group opening, and Julie immediately gets a box and rips it open, and then tells me, Shruti, I opened it, but don't tell like the others, because then they're going to get mad at me, and I'm like, Julie, I'm mad at you, I didn't open my gift now either. Now that it's common knowledge, though, <laughs> that everyone knows I opened the gift immediately, I don't hide it anymore. Yeah, you're really bad about it, and when we're like, oh, don't watch the thing, because we're going to watch it together, you're always like, well, I watched the thing. I don't watch the things, but I do read the things before we're supposed to be finished with them. Yeah, like book club. And actually, a lot of you in book club do that. You do that. Joanna's done it. Billy's done it. finishes every book usually before the rest of us. Which I, like, now you know the spoilers. Your conversation is tainted. Um, Brittany never finishes it. definitely (laughs) what happened in this podcast recording. I... I'm trying... I'm going to try really hard not to be tainted. You got wedding spoilers. I've got everything spoiler. How many books are there in the series? Five, I guess, but I, I sort of and you were was the, less interested. You were in the, the one that was like, I don't want to dive into the whole series right away. It's too much of a commitment. And then you read three. I could have read three in this time frame. I've been reading the book for book club. Um Your book for book club. Yeah, it's just it's just perfectly lovely. It's not like the last book, which is traumatizing. I didn't read the last book or the one before that because they were too traumatizing. <laughs> See? And yet you scorn us for reading ahead too quickly and then you don't even end up reading it. Those are like the only two books. Shame. In the his- they're the only two in the history of book club that I didn't actually finish. Well, um, Except for the very, very first one, which did anyone? No. Billy did. He was the only one. This was originally... The book club we're referring to was originally supposed to be a cursed book club. So it was going to be bad books um, because that's fun. Again, we've talked about the fact that we love doing that. Um, the first round was all bad books and, uh, some of them were kind of funny and some of them were just very hard to read, obviously. Some One of them, of them were not was funny, like grammatically not bad in a really funny bad. way. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, um, paragraphs just ended in mid-sentence. It was very strange. It was great. But now we actually are just reading books that we want to read or that are good, presumably. Yeah, I like your book so far. But it's not hey. what we're talking about today. We're talking about Akatar. We're talking about Tamlin. We're talking about Feyre. I'm going to get all the pronunciations wrong. We're talking about Rysand? Resand? It's actually Resand. Resand. Re- Resand. Oh, Resand. I don't know if it's Resand or Resand. Fantasy. I love fantasy names, so this is going to be fun. I also thought in Harry Potter, and I know this is not a new take, but I thought Hermione was pronounced Hermione. Until they actually, like in, I think it was the fire. And I thought it was like, a, fire, they I thought it it was like yeah. a wizardy type name. I didn't realize it was a real name. <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize it was a real name either, yeah. I was 11. Don't judge me. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's do a little break breakdown. They're in a fantastical type of a world. Um, the book starts with Feyre, and she's our protagonist of the book. And she lives in a village. They are, her family is just utterly destitute. And so she is the only kind of responsible person in this family, which is kind of a bummer. I think she's the youngest daughter out of three. She's the youngest or the middle? She is the youngest out of three. Yeah, so um, she- you know what? I'm not positive. And suddenly I'm wondering for. Other sister is younger. She's one of three. The other one acts younger, at least as of now, but I've seen a lot of TikToks about this book series. So the spoilers I have are patched together and kind of Frankenstein-y. Oh, I can't wait to hear what they are. No, I'm not going to tell you. You have to read the whole book series. Well, I no, I I think I've probably read what you're referring to. Oh, is what, just yeah, so yeah. I know. Nesta. Okay. Something happens with her. She turns into something else. Something they happens all... with her. <laughs> Not the do. spoilers that I was expecting, but okay. Yeah, I don't know, because it's like, again, it's all like TikTok videos, so they're all very patchy and strange, and you can't, unless you've read enough. the book, they don't make sense. Um, The only, I'll tell you, the something only spoiler. Something to her. <laughs> I think she turns into a seer or something. Is that it? Not her, no. Am I getting the sisters confused? Which one's the oldest one? Nesta. Oh, no, I'm talking about the other one. Elaine or something, right? No, What's her name? Was, who falls into a vat of something? Did someone fall into a vat of something? Several people fall into a vat of something. Okay, I'm not going to lie. As soon as I leave this closet, I'm starting the second book because you know everything now. The second book is, I want to say, eight times better than no, the No, that's book. what I'm saying. My critique of the first book alone is going to be really bad because everyone kind of says that like the first book is not... It's like a world building thing. So I, I'm fully prepared for it. But yeah. in terms of romance, in terms of like actual plot and stuff like that, I thought it is pretty weak. But I know based on the f- like rabid fandom that it has to get better. So I'm like prepared. It do. But we're only talking about the first one today. So anyways, Farah Destitute. She is a huntress. She has a bow and arrow and she goes out hunting in the woods to feed her family. I think she sees a wolf. Mm-hmm. And she shoots the wolf. The wolf, like, looks her in the eyes with strangely human eyes. And um, she shoots it. And also, in this world, fairies exist. But not fairies. Like, Tinkerbell fairies, like, high fae. Like, the kind that you can't give your name to because they'll bargain it away from you or whatever. Like, oh, that yeah. style. Shifty ass Those are the stories that she's been told. Yes. And they're, like, not to be trusted. They're very dangerous. They live across the wall. And it's got, like, an urban legend feel to it where no one's ever seen one, but they're across the wall. And at some point there was a war, but this is the post-war world where the fae and the humans don't interact. So Feyre has killed this wolf, and then she, like, skins it. And um, that gets dark later when you get it to know more about the wolf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this book is actually fairly dark. Like, a lot of wild really shit is. happens. Like, really dark, like, torture really things. Really traumatizing, torture gory things, yeah. I didn't take any notes for this, so I'm going to apologize if I miss trigger warnings. I would recommend looking them up, or maybe, like, Julie, you might want to put them in the episode description. Because, like, if torture bothers you, that's in here, you know? Yeah, there's probably several things we would want to, so... um yeah, apologies. We try to usually get them, but this time, just please look up trigger warnings before you read this book. I didn't take any notes. I just read it. Like, after I got back from India and I was all jet lag, I just read it in a state of jet lag. So my note It's like a quick is... read. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's pretty it's short. It's not a slog like the last book. No, no. And if you like fantasy or high fantasy, it's pretty fun. Yeah. But for the first book in and of itself, without talking about the rest of the series, did it blow me away? No. 
It was okay. Fun, but not up to the hype that I was expecting. So I'm sure. ready to read book two because I feel like everyone says it gets a lot more interesting. Um, a masked beast shows up to the house where Farrah lives with her father and sisters. Father and sisters, kind of lame at this point in the series. Yeah, they're kind of really mean to her and not helping her to keep the family alive and stuff. They like suck. literally keep them alive. Like not even... Like, above and beyond support. Like, she's literally supporting them to eat, and they completely take advantage of it, and it's miserable. Yeah. I think this is a Beauty and the Beast retelling, so she would be in the position of Belle. It's interesting, because it's Beauty and the Beast, and then... What do you... What's the parallel for that ending where she has to, like, go through the trials to save her love or whatever? It's, like, a combination of two well, yeah, stories. yeah, I don't think it's entirely Beauty and the Beast, but... No, I just... I thought, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, it's Beauty and the Beast, but then it got way more interesting and Oh, yeah, exciting. things kind of kick just, off like, when they... fall they... in love and that's it. Yeah. And then it got boring at the end and I was like... But then it got interesting at the end and I was like, aha! <laughs> Spoilers. Okay, and then I'm like, dang it, now it's... I'm, I am in the IPB. I want to pick up the next book to know what happens. Yeah. Um. So... A beast wearing a mat. What would you call this kind of a mask? Like a masquerade. A masquerade mask. mask. He's wearing a mask. It, at this point, it's like a creature, <laughs> is wearing a mask. We later find out it's a he. Um, and he says, who killed the wolf? Farah killed the wolf. The wolf was not a wolf. The wolf was a fairy. And so he... I forgot the reasoning why he takes her back to the fairy world. Was he going to kill her? So the the beast tells her basically that the rule is it's sort of a life for a life. And if she was not being menaced or threatened by this wolf fairy and she just took its life for no reason, that he can either kill her or he can symbolically take her life by taking her back up to the fairy lands, basically. And she has to forfeit her human life here. Thank you. I didn't remember. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so then she ends up in the fairy world and she's in this like palatial castle and these beautiful grounds. We find out that she's in the spring court. So the court of spring. Yeah, there's all the seasonal courts and then there are like courts of day and night and stuff like that, too. She is in the spring court and the beast that kidnapped her is actually the high lord slash sort of fairy king of the spring court. And his name's Tamlin. His name is Tamlin, and he is kind of going to be the romantic love interest. Someone's sniffing at the door. I'm in a closet today. I've left... Someone! <laughs> Someone's sniffing at the door. I'm assuming it's a dog or a cat. It's Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong on, with Evan. <laughs> on all four fucking hereditary, just... <laughs> God. If you ever want to get a good pulse on this friend group, how many times have you seen Hereditary, Julie? Like, an embarrassing amount. Yeah, same. I think I've seen it like three or four times at this point. It's so good. It's Britney's favorite movie. It's fantastic. So if you ever want to get to know us, um, that's a pretty good read on who we are as people. The fact that we have a romance novel podcast, but Hereditary is like in our top favorite movies. It's not my favorite movie, but I have seen it a disgusting amount of times. Mostly to show people. <laughs> It's so good. To traumatize them. Um, God, just scrabbling on the roof and, like, banging the head on the... Oh, my God. The piano wire. Oh, oh my God. Someone sent me a TikTok of someone dancing. Was it you? Was it Trump dancing? And then it, and looked, it looked like... like the... Yeah. <laughs> Hereditary. That was me. Okay. <laughs> I think he was garroting his head off. <laughs> yes. I feel like this is probably the only book so far where this is kind of on theme. <laughs> You know, it is it is a really gory, bleak book. There's definitely lots of mortal wounds and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, straight up. Evil, so. yeah, oh, my God. Enough. When they, like, strung up that girl in the end, and she's just, like, dead on the wall for, like, half the book. <laughs> yeah, they just uh, leave her corpse up there. She's just, like, a random girl. She's just living her life. Uh, Claire. Claire. Poor fucking Claire. Poor Claire. <laughs> People make a lot of jokes about that on TikTok. Um, they're in the spring court. <laughs> and she can only see at this point Tamlin and Lucian. Is that Lucian. who's? Yeah. And everyone's kind of like, we don't like you. You're a fairy murderer in the beginning. And it, I'm not going to lie. Like the middle part of the book, it just feels like a lot of world building to me and a little bit boring. 
which happens in world building. Like, you're just learning about the world, so it's not like a lot of stuff happens. We're just learning about, oh, Feyre likes to paint, and Tamlin is kind of warming up to her, and he's never been, like, terribly mean to her. Um, He's like, and everyone in the court, as of now, like, Lucien, Tamlin, and then the maid, I forgot her name. Alice. Alice. They all wear those masquerade masks. So you're finding out, okay, Farrah likes to paint, and you gotta be careful when you're roaming the grounds, because there's, like, a darkness of the land. Um, and- See, I thought that, I mean, that was that was all middle, middle of the book stuff. Yeah. Like, the creatures that were stalking the, mm-hmm. like, all that was very interesting. There was, like, a thing called the, like, Bogue or Baga or something. Yeah. And like, Bougie. it's just this like cloud of malevolence. And if you, it, it tries to convince you to look at it. And then if you do, it can like rip you to pieces. But if you just don't look at it and don't acknowledge it, then it mm. like it has to leave. I mean, like, that was very interesting to me. It's kind of like spirited away. No, Avatar, the face dealer. That's what I'm thinking of. Co- uh, Bo? Oh my God. What's his name? Bo? Co? Something like that? Yeah. Shit. We should rewatch Avatar. That's a good I, show. I do about once a year. We watched it during the pandemic again because Evan hadn't watched it all the way through. And I was like, well, now. Now it's time. Shame on Co. you. Co the face dealer. Co the face dealer. So, yeah, I'm not going to say it's, like, entirely boring because, again, it's a quick read. So you're kind of pacing through the plot. But in terms mm-hmm. of, like, me talking to people on the Internet and being like, well, here's what happened. It's not. It's Beauty and the Beast. Like, yeah. That's, it's yeah. not very sequential. It's a lot of, like, them getting to know each other. And so you're really framing up Tamlin as kind of the romantic lead. Lucian kind of becomes her friend. Alice kind of takes care of her as a friend as well. And over time, she, uh, I think at some point they take the, I forgot what the name of the enchantment was. Glamour. The gla- Thank you. You're so helpful today. Take the glamour <laughs> off from her eyes and she'll see that like the entire court has been populated the entire time. And then she's just been wandering around like a kind of like a dumb human and there's just been people everywhere and they just did that so she wouldn't be so freaked out um and essentially they um they're we mentioned the masquerade masks earlier there's a curse on the court um and they explain it just to her as some like evil fairy lady put a curse on them and the masks are permanently fused to their faces everybody in the entire spring court has a like a different animal style masquerade mask on that they can't remove um, so she actually hasn't seen any of their entire faces to this point, um, which is kind of an interesting Beauty and the Beast dish thing. And she and Tamlin sort of fall in love with each other. Um, Tamlin's the High Lord, so he's Tamlin's like the, the High Lord. He's the fanciest of the fairies at this court. He can shapeshift and do magic and all that fairy stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that curse that is mentioned with the masquerade masks sort of comes to a head in a way that makes Tamlin fear for Feyre's life. And so he basically puts her back across the wall, back in the human world, um, to protect her. And then she goes, oh, hell no, I'm coming back up, and storms back up. And at that point, basically, Tamlin has been sort of kidnapped by this this fey witch who cursed him. Mm-hmm. And now Feyre has to go through all these like trials to to defeat there's one scene i want to talk about before we get to the trial oh yeah thing. i'm just doing a sort of general plot recap so that we can then talk about whatever okay so before we jump into the because i feel like under the mountain thing that's like a whole separate book that's a whole it's like that's something it's like a whole different book it's like beauty and the beast and then it just turns into fight for your life entirely. in the worm pit <laughs> something way more interesting to me oh yeah that part was super interesting and i feel like that's when it kind of kicks off to what i imagine the rest of the series will be a little bit more like yeah um there is a scene, I forgot what event it was, but like a bunch of fairies from other courts are coming. You know what I'm talking is it, about. Is it the fucking one? It's the sex festival. <laughs> yeah, the sex, sex festival. festival of spring. It starts with a C. I don't remember what they call it, but yeah, it has some fairy name and it's basically a, the spring festival and it's kicked off by Tamlin replenishing the spring magic by banging somebody. Yeah, he has to spill his seed. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say Rumspringa, but that's not it. That's the Amish. <laughs> it's not, but I love it. I feel like it sounds more fun. Yeah, so Farah is under orders to not leave the castle. She's under lock and key because, spoiler alert, Tamlin is, like, really attracted to Farah, and he's going to turn into an actual animalistic type person during the sex festival. <laughs> <laughs> and he will not understand consent as an animalistic fairy. <laughs> so she's supposed to hide um, because if he catches scent of her, he will fuck her 
in a way she is probably not ready for. <laughs> Who would be ready for that? I mean, he's literally a beast, I think, at that point, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know if he's trained, but all the fairies are lined up. They're, like, gagging to go. Everyone wants the honor of getting fucked by Tamlin. I think someone's walking around. Everyone wants the honor of being fucked by Tamlin. The door opens. Hello. <laughs> also, just, I think someone's walking around was, again, kind of a scary sentence. Like, especially in, in regard to our previous conversation. Especially when I'm hiding in the closet. It's, like... Yeah. Um, And so she meets... She sneaks out to go check this whole thing out. And she meets someone... Who will come into play later in the book. Spoiler alert. Will come into play later in the book series. It's the only spoiler I really like knew. knew. Okay, what? That Tamlin is not Endgame. Okay. That's the spoiler I knew. That was what I didn't know if you knew. And so I was like. It's the only really big big spoiler I had. But it's a big spoiler because it really holds you back from liking Tamlin that much. Yeah. And I didn't have that spoiler going into this book. So I liked him quite Mm -hmm. a bit. And also it made the next book crazy devastating for a little bit was it really oh that's good i feel like it helped me back but at the same time i wish i had that kind of like flips the switch to when it changes yeah i was glad that i didn't have spoilers about this book for sure because that switch flip was a journey damn um but recent but i think you'll still enjoy it recent reese yeah i don't know how it's pronounced other than i know that the the hard e sound Mm. yeah he's yeah that's what i've been trying to ignore in this is that i know he's not in game however in this book, I remember liking him as I read it. Tamlin? Yes. Yeah. He's... L- not like, oh my god, I'm thinking, like, n- like compared to... Unfortunately, we read that Talia Hibbert series around the same time, and that's so much better. It's um, better than most things that we've read to date. Yeah, and so, like, those protagonists were just so much more charming than anyone in this book that it was like, oh, I'm not going to be, like, in love with Tamlin because, like, I'm in love with these characters right now. Um, but I liked it and I liked their like kind of love story and yeah. I like, I really like the main character. I like Farah. Yeah. I didn't, I was, I didn't dislike her. It took me a little bit to warm up to her cause it, I got that like this, oh, the agreed. sad sacky thing where like everything's yeah. happening to her, but where's the agency, you know? In the beginning it was just like, okay, this is Katniss Everdeen and I'm kind of sick of yeah. that. But like then toward the end when she was so resourceful mm-hmm. and so tough and so cool. Oh um, my gosh. I quite liked that. When yeah. she ends up in that worm pit, I swear to God. <laughs> Goddamn worm pit. Okay, <laughs> before so we get cool. back to the worm pit, yes. other than the sex festival, which is hilarious. Oh, sorry. Were you talking about Reese? Did you oh yeah. I just want to say that he shows up at that point and I already knew that he's the end game, I think up to the point of the book series that people have read. I don't even know if the book series is complete. It is. Okay. So then he is Endgame, right? I haven't read all five. Um, Great. So none of us really know, but I do know that Tamlin is not Endgame. I mean, I, I feel pretty confident in my statement that he is based on where I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So we're <laughs> oh, going to say that <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, Reese is possibly Endgame. Tamlin is not. Tamlin is not so again if you didn't want spoilers this is the wrong podcast yeah we spoiled every book you ever read and we've spoiled like almost an entire series at this point because this whole first book is based on Farah and tamlin loving each other and they so, are great for a minute they are yeah. i really thought they were very cute but i just never got emotionally attached because i knew it wasn't gonna last gotcha that would definitely taint the first yeah. book i'm glad i mm-hmm. yeah didn't i don't have the perspective and i thought it was a very sweet love story and then i was shook at the second one, so. See, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm still interested in how it goes, how they get there. Just a random scene that I really liked mm-hmm. um, along the way. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I, it's, like, in chronologically kind of around there. There's a scene where, like, a nameless, quote, lower fairy um, gets his, like, wings ripped off. Oh, my God. And sort of stumbles, stumbles into their estate, like, presumably to die. He has been sent by the bad guys, but, mm-hmm. you know. Feyre doesn't know that at the time and Tamlin and Feyre are are sort of or Tamlin is trying to sort of like administer some kind of medical aid to this dying fairy and Feyre sees him enter the house and just sort of without thinking like stumbles over to help um and is helpful and it's basically like knee deep in this random fairy's blood and holding him down while they do painful things to him and um and like I think that was when I started really liking her character I was like oh she just fucking went over there and went for it like she knew what needed to be done Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really cool and then um, she, when she realizes that it, the fairy's not going to live, she just holds its hand and talks to it until – I think it's a him. I, I don't know. I'm saying – I feel like it was. Holds, holds his hands and talks to him while he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And at some point afterwards, Talon asks her why. And she says, because I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to die alone because I'd want someone to hold my hand until the end. And a while after that, that's something everyone deserves human or fairy. And I just thought that this whole scene where like, even though it was awful, like he was just gushing blood onto the floor yeah. and they were like slipping around in it. And it was like horrifying. Um, but the fact that she just like held his hand and talked to him and tried to calm him down um i thought that was just like a weirdly lovely scene like that was one of my favorite ones in the whole book you always love like that high fantasy um like you have a much darker taste in things than i do like with fair with um people riding off to death and that kind of thing i feel like it kind of plays (gasps) i know people riding off knowing they're gonna die it's my absolute favorite. It's not mine. <laughs> it makes me weak. I'm a Hallmark girl. I mean, okay, you say it's not yours, but then also the Battle of Helm's Deep is your favorite scene in the Lord of the Rings. So, but, but suck the a Battle dick. of Helm's Deep is cinematically the most amazing thing to ever happen on screen. It is, but also it is it is the last stand of those who believe they're dying. Ah, that's true, but then they don't. You know, I don't want them to actually <laughs> die. <laughs> but then they oh don't. my gosh, the Battle of Helm's Deep. I feel like. Like, the memory of watching that as a child, even today, like, every time I see it, it gives me, like, the full body shivers. It fills yep. me with so much of that painful angst feeling of yep. just, like, oh, my God, the chanting. I was such a Lord of the Rings freak growing up. Same. That's how we became and friends. And I actually watched <laughs> watched the Lord of the Rings as recently as last week. So, by the way, the Battle of Helm's Deep holds the fuck up. I mean, the whole does. series does. My brother's like the Return of, of the King. The My brother is arguing that Return of the King is the best of the franchise. I'm like, Incorrect. it's the two towers. Get fucked. Correct. Thank you. Get fucked. Thank you. Tell Bea to get fucked. You can tell him at the wedding. Yeah. I will. Oh, Return Return of the King out of the three. Which, by the way, I love that movie, but Helm's Deep is literally such a good yeah. scene that it, it would drag any movie that it's into. Yeah. And I brought up the ants, the and he was like, what about the ants? I'm like, you don't like the ants? By the way, that is that scene is literally called The Last March of the Ants. So again, yes! watching to die. You, all that sh- you love that shit. You just don't acknowledge it. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I do. I don't know. Maybe I'll learn something. I think, I think the last couple years of my life have taken something from me where it's hard to watch that kind of stuff now that's fair especially i mean if the lord of the rings when you know it's going to be a happy ending yeah. in that regard it's like easier but yeah fresh stuff like that is is tough these days i love the ant moot yeah you can high on did. a bunch of ants it's delightful it's amazing Marion pippin oh my god mary P- oh my gosh mary P- riding in on the ants so good watch that movie again and re- like Watching that movie again made me realize that I think my favorite character is Theoden, which I never would have expected. He has the best lines in the entire series, and I'm not exaggerating. Theoden. He has all the best lines. Example. And and Bernard, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. is the most fantastic fucking actor. I Were never gave him the credit he deserved. in the whole series? I'm thinking that, character-wise, than- yeah. Well, I think from, from a character perspective, insane to Yeah, watch. I'm not saying hot. I'm saying character No, no, I know. I know what you're saying. Bernard Hill, I think is his name. I'm thinking it through. Even more than Gandalf. I think Theoden's ride for ruin speech before the Helm's oh Deep my is better God. than, better than okay. Aragorn's speech at the end Actually, of the Actually, 100% movie. that speech. Again, Helm's Deep is like one of my favorite scenes of all yeah, time. I know, it's so <laughs> you just said ride for ruin and my heart went, ugh. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. Oh my ride God. Ride for ruin and a well-earned end. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, J.R.R. Tolkien? Fucking, oh my God. My face is actually tingling. <laughs> just thinking yeah, about it. Wow. It's insane. So good. So Hereditary and Lord of the Rings, you're really getting a picture of who we are. Also, we're not talking about the book at all. Because, we're okay, about two other movies empirically, this- no one in this entire podcast world will ever be able to beat that scene in The Two Towers. I'm sorry, ride for it. And a well, ah, uh, it's so good. It's the best. And watch it again and think about Theoden the whole time I feel like how he has the best life. It's like the thing with Harry Potter where I just like, can't watch it anymore because I get too weird when I'm watching it. Oh, I got super weird. I had I literally could not watch the end with Casey. I was like, okay, we're done. And like 20 minutes from the end because I had to watch it alone because of how hard I was going to cry. Yeah. I was like, you can't see I this. don't know if I was going to cry, but it just, it feels like too, like, shattering. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't want, Evans, I was like, let's watch Harry Potter. You love Harry Potter, right? And I'm like, I can't watch that anymore. <laughs> I can't. I can watch Harry Potter because I feel a little bit more disconnected from it from Lord of the Rings mm. for some reason. No, but I feel like it's the same for me on both, where I, I just, it hurts to watch <laughs> because it's like, remember, it's like. Why did we ever for one <laughs> second of our lives think that we were neurotypical when we get this attached to these fucking works of fiction? Was it a hyperfixation? 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my God. We learned a lot of things about ourselves in the pandemic. Yeah, we had nothing to, time to, to learn and hopefully grow. And fixate on our neurodivergency. <laughs> <laughs> Like everybody did. How many tests did people take while they were in quarantine? Just me? Yeah. Twas the time. Man, I scored so high on those that I was like, fuck. It's like really Why hard. Everything. Yeah, it's really hard yeah. to like take them and then be like, but everyone says I'm normal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Burnout's a bitch. But anyways, yeah, I can't watch Lord of the Rings as easily. I think the last time I watched them all the way through was when we were still in college, and you and I watched all three together in one sitting, extended edition. That makes sense. I don't remember it, but that sounds like us. Oh, my God. We were sitting in my room. Do you remember when I had that little TV in the corner? Yeah. And it was like nine hours. It's longer because just the last movie alone is like closing in on four, I think. We started in the morning. We probably had Albert Tacos. Oh, my God. And then we watched all of it. And it was, like, probably... It's the thing. It's, like, some of these memories are just too good. And if I go back, I will cry. I have seen bits and pieces, but not all the way through. Like, I watched The Fellowship of the Room with Brother a lot because he always puts it on. And then we fun fact each other the whole time. Again, so neurotypical yep. that we're just sitting here fun facting <laughs> for an entire just movie. parroting the same information back and forth at each other. For three hours. <laughs> but did you know? No, but hold on. But did you know? <laughs> That's very, very normal behavior. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, back to Tamlin and the fuck fest in the forest. <laughs> we were talking about that fairy with his wings ripped off, oh which God, is what started right. the Lord of the Rings conversation. That's right. That's right. Okay, so when Tamlin gets stolen by the mysterious fairy Amarantha, mm-hmm. is that her name? Okay. Yeah. Um, he sends Feyre back home. And I don't know when Reese gives up the fake name, if it was before or after they go back under the mountain. It must have been before. Like, Amarantha had asked, I think it was before um, Feyre goes to town or whatever, but Amarantha had asked recent no it must be after because she she says the name claire better when she's already under the mountain Mm. i feel like we saw him lie though i don't know it's been a while i read it like two months ago yeah actually it's been a while for me too i'm two books deep (laughs) or three books yeah you're you're too far gone well it's it's unimportant recent lies and gives a false name to amarantha because recent's kind of like framed out to be her um I don't know, sex pet? <laughs> what do we call him that? Literally, yeah. Yeah, he's like a sex pet for Amarantha. He is also a High Lord, but um, none of the High Lords really have any power because of curses, and Amarantha has all the power. She wears this dude's eyeball on her ring. She's pretty fearsome. Cur- has, like, cursed his soul to live in that eyeball and just observe the horrible things she does. Pretty, I mean, you know As what? far as torture goes, that's fucked you know up. <laughs> that guy did kill her sister, so. Good for good her. For her. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Oh, my God. Except for torturing Claire. That girl had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, that was So, Feyre's back, um, and Tamlin is, like, taking care of her family, so they're kind of living in wealth now while she was gone. Everything's, like, coming up aces for Feyre's family. <laughs> Um, but she's realized that she, like, loves Tamlin, and then her eldest sister, Nesta, is the only one that didn't really fall under the glamour. So her youngest, I don't know, I think it's her middle sister, and her dad are under this glamour that, oh, Pharaoh went to go live with an aunt somewhere, and everything's fine. But Nesta remembers her getting abducted, and she had gone through the woods to find her uh, and came back unsuccessful, but she's, like, Fuck you, Farah. You're lying to me. I know what really happened, and I don't know what's going on. And Farah's like, oh shit, you remember me. There might be some love in this family somewhere, because up to that point, you really don't feel any connection to her siblings or her father. And uh, Nesta then helps Farah return to the land of fairies, because Farah has decided that she has abandoned Tamlin in her ti- in his time of need. And that's not how she wants to do it. She wants to be there for her man, stand by her man against these fairies, even though she is but a puny human. And she goes back to the palace, and there's only one person left, Alice. And Alice was like, you dumb son of a bee. You're the worst (laughs) human that we ever brought here. There was a curse, and you were supposed to break it, and you didn't. And I can't tell you, like, all the big secrets of how to break the curse, but... You were brought here for a reason. That wolf, like, died for a reason because um, part of Tamlin's curse from Amarantha was that a human 
had to fall in love with him. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was a human that hated fairies enough to kill them. Yeah. Had to, had to honestly say, had to honestly fall in love with him and state it, basically. Yes. So very much like Beauty and, and the since Beast. And since she had killed the wolf. a fairy out of hatred. The fucked up thing, though, is like Tamlin knew that he was sending dudes over the wall every once in the blue and they were all volunteering to die. Yeah, basically his, his like crew would go out into the human world um, in the hopes that like some, some woman, human woman would stumble across them and kill them mm-hmm. so that they could... So that she could presumably attempt to fill, fulfill the curse. And so that whole you have to forfeit your life by coming over the wall and living with me thing was just bullshit. That was just how Tamlin got Pharaoh back over the wall. Yep. <clears throat> and why that wolf just kind of stared at her while she shot it was because it had already like agreed to go sacrifice itself. So it, why would it fight her? So sad. <laughs> yeah, it's really <laughs> That's sad. That's so rough to me. Again, like sacri- the whole self-sacrificing thing. But yikes. Tamlin. There was no, but there's no winning in these situations. So it's very much like a rock and a hard place thing. So we kind of like forgive him a bit. Um, and so she ends up at Alice's direction. Although Alice is like, don't go. You're dumb. You're gonna die. Going under the mountain to Amarantha's lair? Domain? Domain. Like hell. It's like, I imagined it very like, kind of like hell. Caverny. Amarantha has captured not just Tamlin and his court, but um, all the high lords of this area of the world because uh, she basically tricked them all into giving her the power. So she's literally like queen of an entire continent at this point. Mm-hmm. And ev- ev- like everyone's fate depends on her not being in control anymore, yeah. not just Tamlin's. Um, and Tamlin, I think, was the only one that could break the curse. No, I think he was, was the only one strong enough to kill her once his curse was broken. So he had to break his own curse, right? Because then when he transforms... Well, see, I think it was any of them could have broken... Like, if he broke the curse, that was getting his power back, essentially. Right. If he had just... But then he could and, kill and her. And it was... Yeah, exactly. Right. Because that would be enough power to kill her. And so she cursed him in a way that she thought would never happen and gave him, like, 50 years or whatever it was right. to fulfill it. And he it. didn't. And so then he got taken back. Got snatched. Snatched by the bogey. By the bogey. I don't know what these things are called. One of these <laughs> giant know. monstrous dark fey things. Um, so now, Farah, human and puny, flounces in to, I don't even know what they call it, Amarantha's lair, I guess we'll call it. And she's like, hi, <laughs> don't kill me. Because they're going to just fucking kill her. Um, obviously. Yeah, fey, fey, fey versus mortals in this world is like... A god and an ant. Yeah, like, stamp you out like an ant. That's what I was thinking. They could just absolutely destroy her with their brains. Yeah. Like, literally, like, Resand could have, like, snuffed her out like a candle at any moment. Yeah. Um. So, like, she's literally just walking in. And that, again, if I didn't know that Tamlin was an endgame, I would have been like, wow, that's really romantic. Because <laughs> it is. That she went there for him? Yeah. yeah it, is super, it is super romantic. She would essentially walk into certain death knowing that she, you know, is tiny and useless. But she bargains with Amarantha. And Amarantha agrees to put her through the three trials under the mountain. And she, in the meantime, is kept in a dungeon with, like, no food or care. Like, food, but, like, bad food. Like, she's just in a shithole. Like, a literal shithole dungeon. For three months. Yeah. And each month is a new trial. I think I like the full moon or something crazy. Something mystical and magical. (laughs) And the first one, I forgot. Was it the worm one was the first one? The worm one was... Yeah, the first one was a, basically a big, like, sunken labyrinth with a giant monster, a Alaskan bullworm chasing her through. Trying to kill her. <laughs> Alaskan bullworm. Is that a SpongeBob? <laughs> yes, it was a SpongeBob <laughs> I know exactly what you're child. talking about. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's blind. And I think Resent had already gone down to the caves where she has to stay her- to see her. I don't remember if that's true or not. Because they immediately um, beat the like, shit out of punched her? the shit out of her and broke her nose. I think it was Lucian who went down did first it the first to save time. her. Yeah, and healed her. And the second time after she killed the Alaskan bullworm, she broke her arm, and so Reason came down to heal right. her. Right. Oh, time. I remember the part that I liked from the fight, and I feel like again, if any Akatar fans are listening to this, they're like, "Duh, Shruti, that's the best part." But when she's fighting the, the <laughs> bullworm, <laughs> the giant monstrous <laughs> fairy worm, um, it's like, what is it? Blind. And so yeah. it uses its scent to find people. So she starts to like, she get, ends up in this pit 
and she develops like a trap out of like bones, human bones and or like bones of whatever's down there. And then she rolls herself in like worm feces and dirt so it can't smell her. And everyone's like, what the fuck is she doing? And resends like quietly she's setting a trap and like looking at her and I'm like oh, that's kind of that. hot man I know because I it know is. the end game I'm like ooh, he gets it and he like bet on her to win <laughs> which is it. which is even cuter I'm like oh see you're Not- yeah you having that spoiler ruin this book for you because I was like it really did he's I was like Mason is cool he's a monster I, in the first I like book. a dick <laughs> really I like a dick did. character so I was like he's cool but yeah. like I never never would have really expected it you yeah don't spe- you don't spend enough time on TikTok that's what I'll say but we're on very different sides of TikTok. Yeah, I was like, TikTok. I spent a lot of time on TikTok. I think it's arguably, <laughs> arguably too, much. too much. It's rotting my brain. Yeah. Anywho. The guy who does Tamlin on TikTok is fun. Who does Tamlin? Yeah, he's like a he's like the Tamlin guy who does like the Tamlin. And there's a guy who does resand and he's like the resand what is, guy. Just does cosplays? Reads. Yeah, they, they cosplay. They cosplay. Okay. And they do like videos <laughs> as the like, character. You know, it's Tamlin. You know Tamlin? Is Tamlin? This guy's Tamlin. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you the videos later Please and do. you might be like, I recognize it, or you'll be like, Oh, these dudes are kinda hot. I've never seen this and I would love to see what their interpretation of them is. These two are the reason why I got into this whole thing, because I'm like, oh look at these thirst trappers. They're doing a great job. Ooh, yeah, send me thirst traps. I love it. They're like literally Akatar thirst thirst trappers. And they do other stuff, but that's what I saw first. Yeah. Um, so then he goes in and he heals her, but he like does like a devil's bargain thing. And I think that's when he tattoos her arm, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a tattoo and... disappears. He doesn't, like, pull out a gun. Oh, no, no, no. But it's, like, some kind of a magical fairy tattoo. Because she's dying. She's literally, like, an inch from death's doorstep. And he's a fairy, so he's not dealing honestly or nicely. He's like, I'll let you die. <laughs> Either that or you come to visit me, like, once a month for a week at my night court um, for the rest of eternity. And so she makes that agreement that eventually she will. And I'm sure in the later books that's going to be fun. Because sex. We'll find out. I will read book two and we'll talk about it. Start it, start it like tomorrow and just text me as you read. I will. Good. But I still haven't read the book of book. Oh, yeah. I haven't finished that we one haven't, either. We haven't set a date for if we're going to finish it or not, right? No, not yet. Okay, good. Well, then I have time. I have a wedding in 30 days. Everyone needs to cut me slack. You can slide an Akatar in there. You're fine. I'm sure I could. It reads really fast. So then she goes to the second task and in the second task... It's like oh, a, ri- in, a written riddle, basically. I guess well, in between the tasks, there's a weird thing where he, like, drugs her, and then they, like... Oh, yeah. That was icky. There's that's, a, uh, that's hard to redeem. There's reasons. There are reasons? Do I find out later? Yes. Oh, good. Well, good, because it's really hard to redeem that behavior. It, it's so icky. It is redeemed. Do you want to describe um, what's happening from Farrah's perspective at these parties? <laughs> so basically, if a human drinks fairy wine, it, it's like they're instantly drunk, they're like blackout drunk, and they're super impressionable, or at least that's how it manifests in her. So every single night, Reason like parades her, like puts her in a scantily clad dress, parades her out into the group of people under the mountain with them. Who are always having a party, I guess, and then has her drink this wine, and then she just like, like, dances on him in like a super drunken haze, or like sits in his lap and giggles, basically just like does what he says and acts a fool for the entire night. He also has this like enchanted paint put on her, so that like if anyone else touches her, he will know. Um, so like she's like covered head to toe in paint, but like if anyone touches it, it'll smear. If he touches it, it won't, kind of thing, um, or it returns back to its original form. So like. Generally, she wakes up and knows that, like, she's okay every night, but she's making a fool of herself and making Tamlin, like, obviously sad because she's out of her own control and she's, like, dancing up on some guy. Yes. And I'm excited to know what the reasons are because that was, like, a part where I'm like, come on, people, we like this guy, but there's reasons. He He painted her so that nobody could touch her without him knowing. No, I know that. I'm not, yeah, that's not the, that's not the wine reason, but but I just really liked that one. Why did he even need to bring her to the court? reasons she could have just stayed in the dungeon okay so reasons that's what i'm saying like why did you bring her out for this it's so strange but i guess we'll find out and i'm excited to know um second task we find out or i guess resand finds out that Farah is illiterate and can't read because it's like a reading it's thing. a written riddle on a wall and, and like a big spiky portcullis coming down on her and her friend and lucian yeah and we love lucian at this point i don't know if yeah, that changes later lucian. but he's quite likable at at this point in the book and um, 
Resand helps her. I forgot how with reading. And with that magic <laughs> tattooed hand thing, um, he can like sort of like jerk her hand toward the right answer to the riddle or whatever. Oh, oh, that's what's that. Okay. I like how I read it and I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> Wait, I did, did read you it. not know that? I forgot. It's just been a while. Um, and then the night partying continues. We get to the third task and the third task. Or I guess throughout it, there was always that riddle. Yeah, there's also an instant win thing that she has. It's a riddle um, that Amarantha rattled off at the beginning and Pharaoh was like, I don't fucking know. And so that's never like crossed her mind to even try and solve because she can't solve it. Yep. But I forgot what the third task Third was task too. is stabbing a bunch of fairies in the heart. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, we forgot to talk about Claire. We have to talk about Claire and then we'll talk about the fairy stabbing in the heart. Yeah. So Claire was a girl in town who went missing by the time that Farah goes back to her town. She's like, oh, Claire's house burned down. Claire's been missing. So recent, when Amarantha asked for the identification of Farah, says, I don't know, some her name was Claire. Or no, it's Farah because gives Farah the name gives, Claire yeah, to Reeson. Reeson breaks into the spring court at some point and is, is like That's finds right. her and he says, What's your name? And she feels compelled to tell him gives something. A fake name. And so she just also, literally Farah lists off it. a random name that uh, so of somebody up. in her town thinking, like, oh whatever, he won't know that's not my name. And then later yep. on, when Reeson is told by Amarantha, go get that girl, he goes to the house of the girl Claire better, but he sees that it's not Farah and still brings her back to be tortured and killed because he wants to protect Farah. So again, when we're comparing to like Fifty Shades of Grey and like dark shit, you can write dark characters and still make them like sexy and fun. Yeah. Like obviously no one wants us in real life, but it's like, come on, you're gonna write Christian Grey as like a dark character and he's just shitty. He's just toxic. <laughs> he's not, yeah, he's not even fun to read. No, he's just like an incel who needs a fuck robot. Yeah, at least Reese fun to read when he does terrible things. <laughs> Yeah, he's also like give up Claire to be tortured. Charismatic enough that it's still fun. God, what does that say about us? <laughs> nothing. We're fine. Oh, we're fine. <laughs> it says nothing. So anyway, so the entire time that uh, Farah is here, Claire is like literally like tacked to a wall like a fucking bug in a display. <laughs> she is dead and rotting, and she had been tortured. And Farah's like, "Oh my God, is that Claire? Did I do that?" And she's just there the whole time. She did the do it. The whole time. It is Farrah's fault. Yeah. And then when, um, at some point, Amarantha's like, what is she doing here? You told me that was the girl. Resan's like, I don't know. They all look the same. But they don't all look the same. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he just brought away a random girl to be tortured and murdered. Yeah. But I guess it's that greater good thing. Because, again, the last task. The last task. The last task that she has to do is also a greater good thing where there's just three fairies and she has to kill them. She has to just stab them in the heart with Ash, which is the only thing that kills fairies. And looking them in the eye. Yeah, while they, like, beg for their lives. And one of them, like, just was praying the whole time. So she was, like... so good. She was sacrificing herself, like... But I think one of them straight up was, like, please, God, don't kill me. And she still did it. Because basically, again, this is... Not just the spring court and not just her boyfriend. This is like every fairy on this continent who is yeah. under the thumb of this woman. And, and then also there's like a there's a broader plot line that if Amarantha stays in control, they're gonna like breach the walls and like attack humanity and yeah, take like humans this is out. this is this is world ending shit. It's not like yeah. it is really is a greater good thing, and not that just that like the greater good isn't just her boyfriend. <laughs> yes, she's not doing this just for Tamlin. Yeah, um, because I would think that would be really shitty if Tamlin was like, "Yeah, go ahead, it's fine, just for me." <laughs> You know, you love me so much. There's much bigger stakes um, than just Tamlin and Farah and their love. So she kills these fairies. She kills two of them. And then they whip the hood off the last one and it's Tamlin because, of course, Amarantha was never going to let her win. So she gives her right. an impossible choice of kill Tamlin, even though Tamlin's, the, you know, most of the reason that you're here in the mm-hmm. first place. Continue. And then, of course, there's like deus ex machina. Yeah, there's like a deus ex machina moment where she... Uh, Alice had given her a hint about part of the curse that she couldn't just say out loud because of the curse. Mm-hmm. And uh, Favor figures it out in that part of the curse, as well as like sticking these masks to their faces is that she turned Tamlin's heart to stone. So Feyre can actually stab him in the chest and not kill him, which she does, therefore fulfilling her side of the bargain. Amarantha immediately betrays them and is like, I didn't say when I would let you out, though. And just ha, ha, ha. Evil just villain laugh. torturing the shit out of Farah and trying to kill her and like snapping all her bones and just fucking her up. Oh, really. and then you see Resand like running at them. Yeah, Reason loses it and tries to fight. Tamlin um, didn't even do that. That's again why I'm like, I'm already I'm already biased. 
Tamlin kind of freezes and like begs and Reese in like fights. Um, and right before Feyre dies, um, she solves the riddle, which the answer to is love. Shocker. Um, but like the way that Amartha worded it, it sounded like a disease or like, you know, something awful. Um, so she solves the riddle and it does it doesn't like instantly break the curse, does it? They they all turn on her or something? Oh, it breaks the curse and Tamlin yeah. fucking Tamlin, nails her to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Rips Amarantha to pieces. Literally rips her throat out with his teeth. Um because yeah, he's a beast again. Fully freed then, from the mat all the masks drop off, the curse is broken. And then uh Feyre quite literally dies, but yep. all the high lords come together and do this like magical thing that they can do where they all basically gift her a tiny bit of Fey magic and then she not only is brought back to life, but she's brought back to life as an immortal Fey, high Fey person. Which I loved because um Feyre from the beginning of the book was like just treated like dirt by almost everyone. Yeah. And so like this moment of respect for her because she yes. literally gave up her life for fairies. Who she should hate, yeah. Who she should hate. And they actually respect her for that and give her immortality. And then she and Tamlin are together. And they fuck. I mean, they fucked already at that point, haven't they? Did they? They didn't. I think they fucked before she left. I'm almost positive. Oh, maybe they did. I didn't think the sex was very good in this. It wasn't very memorable. No. Okay, so honestly, in the first book, it was like almost... Like maybe one or two Like young adulty, where they just sort of chastely describe it. They're not like fucking getting graphic about it like a lot of the books we read they get a little more graphic in the next two books (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna reread it before the next episode just so i can get caught up so good on on my favorite um fictional man of the moment but yeah um and that that's i mean essentially the ending other than recent popping back up to be like don't forget we got a bargain and then goodbye oh but did you notice the thing in the end i only knew it because of spoilers what thing he, like, pops up in the end to be like, don't forget about my bargain. And then, like, something happens for a moment. And then he looks at her all wide-eyed. And then he pops out of view. Do you know what that spoiler means? Are they, like, mated or something? Are they soulmates? Is that the thing? I figured it was a soulmate thing. Well, so, yeah. Mating in the fairy world is not necessarily soulmate. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's okay. always a thing in these books. Some kind of a magical thing. That's what I'm getting. It's like, these two have to be together. I know a little bit about the wedding. Because people love to make TikToks about the wedding thing. Send me all of these from now on. Well, I was trying I not to because I didn't want to do spoilers. No, no, no. I know. That's from now on, though. I didn't want to ruin it for you by giving you spoilers like it did for me because then I didn't get to enjoy it as much. Now I'm pretty deep in. Yeah. Rating? For the first book only, not the series. As a romance novel. For the first novel. book only for spiciness, I'm going to give it like a three. I think that's fine. Yeah. I would give it, well, I gave it Fifty Shades a one, so I think a three... And a most not necessarily Fifty Shades got a one because of the quality. Oh god. This is getting a three because there just isn't a lot of spiciness and that's fine. That's just not what they were going with. But, I also um, didn't think it was particularly memorable spice. It was, it was very just chaste. yeah, it was also just not it was yeah, it was very chaste. It was like textbook weirdness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um sentiment rating again, between, just the first book. Between Tamlin and Feyre. The first time I read it, I mean the first time, the time that I read it. Not knowing anything about the next book, I would have given the sentiment rating an eight. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's a high rating. Yeah, I really liked it. Dang. Oh my and gosh. And I, I think I, it's. I think I just really liked her as a character so much. Um, and they made him kind of like. So you really thought that like Tamlin and Pharaoh were like, this is cute. I like this. Yeah, absolutely. Dang. I was gonna give it like a five. I mean, that's fine. But I had spoilers. Yeah. So for me, it was always like, I'm just... And then when Resand would show up, you'd be like, okay, and I'm really paying attention, you know? I always picture... I mean, when I was reading it, I pictured him just being like the Jacob kind of, where it's mm-hmm. like all he wants... He clearly wants her, but like obviously she's going to end up with Edward. Oh, so you um, thought Tamlin was Edward? Well, yeah. I didn't have any oh, frame of reference. That's mm-hmm. true. You didn't. I feel also for me, Tamlin... Feels more like a like a bruiser hero, you know, more physical, more like I'm a fighter. Yeah. And Resand feels like if he's were kind of framing them separately, he's kind of like more of the cunning character. Yeah. And Which I always, always I always yeah. love the cunning character over the bruiser character. Agreed. They're always hotter. Damn, those brains turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta send me those thirst trap TikToks. I want. Oh my know god, now. I will. I think our account follows the Tamlin account because he does a lot of other kind of 
He's Irish. Like, come on. <laughs> Enough said. He's Irish. <laughs> he's an Irish thirst trapper. What do you want from me? <laughs> and he's doing like Akatar content. So it's very in A our plus. wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't followed the other guy yet. But maybe when I read more about Resand, I'll be like, all right, now I got to follow you too. So what's the next book? Ooh, I had an idea. Oh my God, Julie. I never, no, I did tell you. I texted you about it. I haven't made any TikToks yet because life is hard, <laughs> but I will. Okay. I have, I have videos. I went to the Ripped Bodice in Culver City. Oh yeah. And I, okay, you're going to be so proud of me. There were people in the store and I got talking with one of the girls because she was asking me where I found a book and I was like, oh, it's over here. And then we were talking again later at the checkout. And I was, we were talking about something, and I was like, yeah, we talked about that on our podcast. Oh, my God. You're and dropping I, it in public. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Yeah, I dropped it in public. And then um, she was like, I no, no, it. I love podcasts. Write it down. And so I wrote it down, and I gave it to her. Cute. Which is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. So, Indian girl from the Rip Bodice that I met that one time. If you actually listen to any of these, <laughs> you should send us an email. That's awesome. That'd be really cool. Um, but anyways, I got, a, like, an exorbitant amount of books just because I had seen their TikToks for so many months that I'm mm -hmm. just, when I was there, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I want this one and this one and this one and this one. Good. So I was thinking I might make a TikTok and ask the TikTok people what should we read next. Oh, that's a good idea. To, like, you know, engage people. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about Get a Life, Chloe Brown, I assume, next. I figured that was the next one. Okay. Like just for you and so me. just for, just for viewers to know, in case you want to read the next book, it's called "Get a Life, Chloe Brown" by Talia Hibbert. Um, oh, it's but so good! It was also at the store. Let's totally let TikTok choose our next one. I love that. Or we can get an email. Either way. Yeah. Oh my god! I also bought a book, and then I messaged the author like in a comment section, and she replied back to me, and I'm what'd like, "What'd you say? And what'd she say?" Oh my gosh! So have you heard of dating Doctor Dill? No. It's an Indian romance novel. Cool. And when I'm on the podcast account, I like comment on everyone's shit going, hey, we have a podcast about that. Cute. And I just messaged her. I just bought your book and I'm really excited to cover it on my podcast. I always say and our what, podcast. What'd she say? She was like, I liked your comment. Oh, so she didn't say anything. Julie, come on. This is my touching with fame. I'm brushing fame right now. <laughs> you know what? She liked the comment, and that's something. Also, I started following, like, Talia Hibbert. I don't is know, it Talia? She's... Am I saying her name wrong? What did you say? Talia? Oh, I don't know which one's right, actually. I don't oh, know okay. I was just going to trust you fully. We can just do it both ways, or we can probably find out. That would be respectful. <laughs> Before the next episode, it would be respectful, yeah. It would be respectful. Are we respectful? We can try. We try sometimes. Talia. Talia. I feel like I've heard it both ways. But that's what we're going to read. And then the one yes. after that, we will, if you have ideas or you want to go to our TikTok or our email and send us stuff, we love it. I don't think it's bad that someone commented on or liked my comment. I didn't say it was bad. She said she said something. I'm to opening you and my TikTok didn't. so I can look at it and make sure if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> I Maybe she commented. I don't know. But she's like a legitimate author. She's like on lists and shit. That's so cool to me. No, that is cool. I just, she's on lists and shit. Julie, you're a bad friend, and I want to say that to you from the bottom of my heart, that Julie is a bad friend. Probably she posts way too much, so I don't know which one I commented on, and I can't find it. I mean, it. just look at your notifications for the one who liked your comment. I can't find it. Hold on. This is super fun for everyone, isn't it? Mostly me. Oh, I also met, we got a new follower. The funny thing is, like, Instagram, we're going to be at 50 forever. Yeah, she totally just liked it. But you know what? It's something. She's written a lot of books. She has thousands of followers. It's very cool. People really like her book. I'm excited to read it. Anyways, was there anything else we wanted to talk about before we close out for this evening? Um, No, just tell people where they can find us. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Pod of Con or Pod of Convenience. Our Twitter is probably going to die, as I mentioned in the last episode, because fuck Elon Musk. We're done uh, with it. Yeah. And Julie agrees. She's co-signed it, so officially it's done. And you can email us at podofconvenience at gmail.com. We have a deficit of fan mail or just reader mail or listener mail. 
So send it. Anything. Send us your fever dreams. <laughs> We'd love to hear them. <laughs> we shared all of ours with oh you. Oh my God, Brittany, send us a fever dream if you're listening. She has the wildest fever dreams. And just regular dreams, too. It's not even just like when she's sick, it's just like all the time. Oh my God, what was the one with the crack, crack the neck? There, Morgan Freeman. There things, Morgan Freeman. There are things I will never forget that Brittany has told us that she's dreamed. So send us those, Brittany. Why not? Why not? Email us. We're just happy to receive emails at this point. Yeah, we'd love to hear from anyone about anything. Rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you find podcasts as of last episode. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been weeks. It's been episodes and episodes. Also, Billy, I'm calling you out. You said you rated us, but you never did. It never went through. So do it again. Do it better this time. <laughs> do it better this time. I like how I, all of our listeners are our friends. I can just call them out by name. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All like six of them. Yeah. And if there's but any more you of you, know what? we when love we you say, too. I was going to say, when we say we love you, you know we mean it. Because either you're one of our six friends or you are genuinely listening to this podcast with two fully, full randos. And we love that too. That's very cute. It's very cute for you. It's very cute for us. Mostly us. <laughs> we anyway. want to be your friends. Okay. 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 This is getting too weird. See you next time though. Goodbye, friends. We love, love you. you.